Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Molly Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. Wow. Glad to see you guys. If you're new here, we're so glad you're here with us this morning. And we are in a series called Rooted. And the, the, the big picture of what we're looking at is how to partner with God to live really fruitful lives. And we are aiming towards this a picture of on-fire followers of Jesus. We're all lit up again. I'm thankful we're lit up. And we are, we're moving as a church this year towards the, putting the pieces in place in our lives that would just yield really abundant lives. And so we're doing this thing called Rooted. And it goes along with a midweek small group experience. And uh, this week, we're headed towards a topic called Making the Most of Your Life. And I am so thankful that Rooted gave us two weeks, two whole weeks, to figure out how to make the most of our lives. Thank you, Rooted, because I was like, what? You can't do that in one week. No one does that in one week. So this is part two. You guys are going to be stepping into this this week in your group experiences, and we're excited about it. But don't we all want to know how to make the most of our lives? Like, this is a question, as a pastor, someone who's worked with people for a long time, I find that people, this question just comes up again and again in people, the struggle of like, am I, am I making meaning of anything important with this life? Like, how do I know if I'm fulfilling God's purpose and will for my life? How, how do I know? And maybe we think we get, uh, get under our feet and then all of a sudden it's like this elusive thing and we come back to, but am I really, am I really, how do I know if I'm making the most of my life? And so what I want to do is I want to think for a minute about, well, what, life are we aiming for? Before we can talk about, are we making the most of it? What are we actually even shooting for? Can we at least get some common language around that? And there are so many ideas out there about what life is really about and how to make the most of it. And if you um, do a quick Google search, you'll find lots of things that are usually on printable wall art, right? That Or Instagram, a pretty little background that someone would say, this is it. This is life. This is what it's really about. And, uh, and there are a lot of people have a lot of things to say about it. And I want to just look at a couple of those, starting with Abraham Lincoln. This is what old Abe says. He says this, in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. Okay, well, that's helpful, right? Like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean a full calendar? Does that mean like busy, like we have a lot going on and we're really living because there's a lot of life in our years. Okay, what about this? Well, it's Helen Keller. She says this, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. So I read that. I'm like, okay, so we should all be skydivers and mountain climbers. Like we had to sign up for the triathlon that is coming up, right? That is, it's thrills. It's, that's, it's the daring adventure, right? Or what about this? Dr. Seuss, one of my all-time favorite authors, he says this, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. So really, life is about being the captain of your own ship. Like, you decide for yourself and go after it, right? Or lastly, Winston Churchill, success is walking from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm, Now, this is great. This is inspirational, you know, but he's just telling us, listen, successful life, it's about failing well, right? Courage, grit, 
you know, and, and I, these are all good. These are all good ideas, good ideas. But is this what God had in mind when he created life itself, when he designed our human experience on this earth? Is this, are these the things that he had in mind? So again, before we can decide if we're making the most of our life, I want us to at least agree on what we're trying to shoot for. And I'm going to start with a big general concept and I promise you I will work it back down to something specific. And, uh, and if you're bored with the big general thing, just hang in there. We'll get specific. And some of you like the big general thing. But I want to look at what God had in mind. Because we know Nehemiah um, 9, 6 tells us that God gave life to everything. That he was the one who thought this whole system up and designed how all of it would work in the first place. Right? He's the one who, who it, what created life experience. And then he proclaimed over it. Very good, right? Like this is the very good of life. This is what he had in mind for us. He holds the final and lasting authority, what, uh, what life actually is really all about in the first place. So I want to look at what he has to say, and I want us to line up our definition of very good life with God's. I want us to start right there, and I want us to see it very clearly that he came up with it in the first place and I thought about it like this. I thought, you know what? I love what people have to say out there, but we're not going to ask the kids what we should have for dinner, right? Like, this is what we would do all the time. Like, kids, what do you feel like? And of course, we were always hoping they would say, um, lean chicken breast, broccoli mom, and some super grains, right? But always, when we put that into the kids' lap, it was always as much sugar and carbohydrates as you could cram in a meal. And we called it brinner. We called it Brinner. It was breakfast for dinner, right? Because, like, you put syrup on the whole plate, <laughs> and it counts, right? So but here's the deal. I, I don't want us, you guys, I don't want us to settle for what culture would serve up. I don't want us to take the best of what we can find in a Google search or human wisdom and design our lives around that. I want us to see when God put wisdom within reach, I want us to take, take hold of that, okay? So here's where we're going to start. We are going to start with the original definition of how God designed life on this earth. And it goes back to Genesis. And this is something that some of you guys, this is going to be really, really familiar for you at this point. And here's, here's what it says. It says this, we know that God created mankind in his image. And he goes on and it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So he took his image and out of blessing, out of his nature, he gave us a part to play. And yet I look at this and I see something that just jumps out at me. And it's this concept about what life is to be like, go bring increase, go bring increase. Take the abundance of my nature, my image, the blessing that I have declared over you that we are designed to be multipliers. At the very, the very core of what human experience is to be like, we are called to go be multipliers, all of us, all of us. This is what I love about this initial definition is that God didn't speak into a specific, um, a specific calling or a, a, a specific vocation or a specific context or setting that this this design of human life to go bring increase, to go multiply, would only function within, right? He, I love how when he set Adam and Eve out, he, he wasn't sending them out into the church 
to be full-time paid pastors. No, he was sending them out into the world with this, just this one design of life. Go bring multiplication as you go, as you take what I have given you. So we can do this, guys, in any setting, in any setting. No one is disqualified from making the most of this life. No one is disqualified from this mandate or this call. You can do it whether you work at home or you work outside the home. You can do it if you're paid for your work, if you're not paid for your work. You can do it if you have an education or you don't. You can do it if you're the boss, the owner, the manager, if you're an hourly employee. You can do it in any context. If you're a student, if you're a parent, if you're a manager, you can do it if you're living in the project or the palace. It's this this foundation of what life, you know, God designed for, for us. And he gave it in such a way that everyone has equal access to fulfill the life's call. Isn't that awesome? No one's disqualified from this. It's the simplest of design. I love it. Just take the rule and the governing of God and just go bring increase. Go live a life that brings multiplication. So that's how it began in the beginning. And maybe some of you guys are like, yeah, but we know what happens right around the corner, right? The whole tree thing and sin comes into the world and everything changes, right? And so surely this call, this bit of life design that God has, surely that changes with it, right? Well, let's look a little bit farther into the story, into history, past the garden days and see if God changes his mind about how to live life, how to make the most of life. Well, this is what God says in through this prophet Micah, which is going to be towards the end of the Old Testament. And this is what Micah writes. Has he told you, oh man, and that word for man is like human being, mankind, for everyone that lives and breathes. Has God not told you what does the Lord require of you? What does he ask of your life? How did he design your life? Here's what it says. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Okay, so do justice. You guys know I love to look into the original language and figure out, well, what do those words really mean? Before I put my ideas on them, what do they really mean? So I looked in the Hebrew, and that word for do, justice, that's the thing that God's asking of us. Do justice. Do means to, to accomplish, to work, to make, to make, to produce, to advance. And the word justice means to govern or to rule to govern or to rule. So if you put those things together, this is what God asks of us, human being, that we would make the most of our life by making or advancing the rule of God, the government of God. Now this mirrors, in my mind, this, I'm like, Genesis 1, Genesis 1, right? Like this mirrors what he, what he set out from the beginning. Take my rule, take my blessing, and go advance it. Go multiply it, right? So we're supposed to take the government of God that we sang about today. We're supposed to take that and advance it wherever we go. This is what God asks of us. Okay, so what's the nature of God's government like? Do you remember what Isaiah said in Isaiah 9, 6? He says this, of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. That God's government is one of increase, right? Isn't it brilliant when it all comes together? I get so excited about it. It's like, oh, there it is again. Take my advancing, increasing kingdom and go bring it to your life, to your world, to where you are. Okay, so we have the, we got the, the beginning settled. We got the middle settled. What about the end? 
What about the end? Because we could say, okay, hold on. This is a whole new modern era that we're living in. Well, here's what I want us to listen into. Um, Jesus is going to tell us how to live in this modern era, how to make the most of our lives. And this is what he says. This is what Jesus said. He reinstated this mission in Matthew 28, 18. And you guys might recognize this too. Jesus came to them, the disciples, which we would be grouped into that group of people that, that come to just keep on living the life of Jesus in our day. And he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Do you see it? He's telling us again, take of my abundance, take of what I have done and go multiply. That's the concept of make disciples. Go multiply your life. Take God's provision. Take of his nature and go multiply what I have given you. Your life is to bring about increase. That's what your life is about. And this is our big general concept, and I hope you're still okay with it. But there it is, spread out across time, the most of the love of life that we can make of this life. Well, here is what it is. I, I love how this reorients us back. Okay, it isn't making the most of this life doesn't mean, you know, that next big trip of a lifetime or dance like no one is watching, right? Like, that's not necessarily what life is all about. It's this, go bring the increase of God. This is what we expect out of life. All right, so let's get a little more specific how. Some of you are like, okay, come on, like move into the how. This is too general for me. All right, how. Let's go back. We're going to go back and refer to Micah because he has a little bit more there after the do justice. Here's what God requires of you, human being, to do justice. He says this, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. To love kindness and walk humbly with your God. That, that um, word for, uh, for mercy in some of the scriptures, it's mercy, but it, it's translated there, goodness, kindness, to walk humbly with your God, it means this, to walk lowly. We know what, what Dan brought that brilliant communion devo. It's exactly what happened, that, that God came and he lowered himself and he says, walk with me here. I'm in the lowest place. Walk with me here. He came to, to bow down his life to spend himself on the behalf of others, didn't he? Just like Dan was telling us earlier, spend ourselves. This is what it means, I believe, to do justice, to love mercy and walk humbly with our God. We spend ourselves on the behalf of others. That this is where and how multiplication actually really happens. And we can see clearly in the life of Jesus how, um, how God would walk if he was on this earth. Think about who he walked with. He walked with the uneducated, untrained fishermen, didn't he? He walked with the rejected woman. He walked with the hurting father. He walked with the crooked tax collector. That's who he walked with when he was on this earth. He walked in the low places. We know that Jesus came and he walked with the disadvantaged. He walked with the oppressed. He walked with the weak. He walked with the outcast. He did that because he knew this is where multiplication will happen right here. That as I get low and I lift up the one who is low, they will then now be released to go live the life they were designed to live. And that's what multiplication looks like. That's what it looks like. He got low. God got low. Jesus got low and he restored their image of one who would go and multiply, right? I love the picture of how Jesus came and he started with this group of fishermen, 
of all people, fishermen, right? And I think about this, and I think about a fisherman, their days, day after day is the same day. You have to wake up early, you go out, you catch the fish, you sell the fish, right? You maybe live on that little bit of income, but guess what? Your future is get back out there and fish again tomorrow, and then the next day, and then the next day, right? And Jesus comes and he gathers his fishermen and he walks with them and he multiplies his humility and his power and his grace with them. And then he says to them, now you are going to be fishers no longer of fish, but you are going to go be fishers of men who go release men who go release more men, right? Do you see the concept of I'm taking you from fish that there's, there's no future there to a future that will last forever, right? These fishermen, their life was multiplied. They've stepped into the, the, the government and rule of God. They brought it to their world. And then what happened? It spread out over the whole world. Guys, we're reading their stories still today. Like that is multiplication in action. And guess what? We're called to the same exact type. It's not the same. Well, it's not the same type, but it is the same impact, right? It's the same nature of impact. That's the same for us today. The exact same type of future that they had is our future as we go bring that increase of God into our lives. And I think it is just an absolute brilliant picture after walking with Jesus, a future of impact that's multiplication. It's how Jesus made the most of his life. All right, he walked with them until they learned how to bring multiplication and increase through their lives. Okay, so here's how, if I could narrow it down, here's what I see in Jesus, this mindset of multiplication in his life. It wasn't visible by what he had in his closet or in his garage, but how he treats other people. That's where we see multiplication in Jesus' life, right? And I want to ask us, where do I want to see multiplication in my life? What am I aiming for? Because we see that Jesus came and he made himself poor so that many would be made rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that, through, that, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. This is what he did, guys. He spent his strength. He spent his abundance so that other people would go live out their image of God. Jesus walked out Genesis 1 for us. He walked out Micah 6 for us. And I, and I, I think that this is absolutely the call on us. I know we are a church where this is starting to happen more and more and more. Where I'm getting to hear more and more stories of you guys living, going to, to to work, going into families, going into your community, your friendship circles, your whatever, your extended family, and you're lifting up. You're bringing the, the image of God. You're restoring that. You're bringing multiplication. And then other people are going out living bigger lives because of you. And I wanted to share just Haram um, and Adrian have been doing a little bit of this work, and Haram was going to come up and share. If you Do you mind coming on up? And so I was going to have Harm to share a little bit of his story so you could see it in action. Um, but, uh, but there was a time in your life where you were kind of in a low place and someone came alongside and helped restore, multiplied their life and brought some restoration to your life. Can you share us, with us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess that's part of my testimony is that um, – 
I grew up in the church, and then during college, uh, I really rebelled, and I really walked away, and then um, really pursued this party scene. And in the midst of that, there was a lot of brokenness. Um, and when I, um, I was going through a breakup at the time and just a lot of financial stuff. And it was this one morning when I was actually really sad and I decided to go for a run for some reason. And as I was running, I was like, oh yeah, like there's a church right around the corner. And so I decided to go into the church and I was like, I'm just going to schedule just a, a talk with, I'm sure the pastor, cause I know most pastors will meet. And as I was walking, this man, his, his name is Thomas. Uh, he like intercepted me as I was walking down the aisle and he has over the last eight, nine years, uh, invested in me. He has discipled me. Um, he is currently the owner of the company that I work for. And just through that encounter, he has not just changed my life, but others that I'll bring up in a second. <laughs> Good segue. All right. So, so how now? How now do you see multiplication in your life as he walked you into that season? Now you're seeing this happen in your own life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, our company is about holistic mentorship and economic opportunity. Um, but we really, he, I mean, we're Christians and, and he, he believes that the workplace is a mission field that we are all called to. Um, we spend most of our lives there. I don't know if you guys knew that, like over at least 40 hours if you're full time. And so just over the years, um, we would have get togethers and he would just pray with everyone before a meal. And then as we would go into our own, uh, I work at a car wash, by the way, um, um, yeah. And so um, as we would have like company events, we would um, just pray and just literally mentor guys into like time management, into how to be thankful, grateful. And just over the years, um, I mean, I, I could name a list of people that um, started to get more curious about God. They're like, hey, like, I see that you guys are praying. Like, who who is this? And then... Um, over time, Adrian and I, we, we started a little Bible study that, that um, with just the guys that I worked with. And um, over the last like four and a half years, uh, I could name one individual in particular. He didn't really know God, grew up not knowing God, but because of the company and the owner has spent time, asked us questions. Um, last year, he got baptized, and then he... Uh, he joined a church, uh, it's, it's actually the bridge right down the road, and he is now part of their youth group, he's serving, and he is um, literally expending so much time just blessing people, and then he also runs a car wash of his own, so he was able to help out um, others in the car wash, and so we get to kind of do that every day. Yeah, so, but you even invited, you invite these young men into your home if they need a place to live. He actually lives with me, right? He lives with us right now. He's our roommate. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I have a couple guys who have um, rec- who has, who have records, and, and I've just, we've given them a chance. Um, do you want to? <laughs> like, like, felonies on their, on their, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So they have like felonies on their record. Like one of one of my guys is actually on an ankle monitor, and and so we get to truly uh, just love and be faithful with. It's really not even the people I hire. It's the ones that God brings in. Then we, um, and then I get to just be faithful and and just love people with the love that God has shown me and has shown us. And so, um, yeah. But you're also starting to see some life come to people who are coming out of really rough backgrounds, right? And yeah. Yeah. So one of my guys, he, he apparently, I didn't know this. He had three felony accounts and then, uh, it got expunged, uh, by the grace of the Lord. But he, I mean, he's joining Bible studies. He's coming to our uh, young adults group and, um, and really like we, we get to see how they start loving people because he actually runs a, a car wash of his own and he'll start talking to people about Jesus and how to invest and be a good steward of your finances. And it's, it's like a, it's a Jesus movement through the people. And so um, I remember at YWAM, they, they, there was a speaker who taught us of a, of a Jesus movement isn't an event in a building where a bunch of people come, but it's when I, talk about Jesus to an individual and then they talk about Jesus to another individual and you get to see the movement. And, and so I've hopefully been being, uh, we've just been faithful to, to just what God has called us to. And I'm like big shout out to Adrian because without her, um, I would not be able to have the capacity to, to be faithful and, and a steward. So good. So good. All right. Let's clap for her. Thank you. What if each of us did this work? What if each of us were like, this? I'm going to make the most of my life, and I'm aiming towards just multiplying what God has given me. And as I do that, I'm restoring the image of God into people as multipliers, and they will go multiply. I mean, can you imagine the trail of fruit behind our lives as this thing that God described, this is how the kingdom works. You don't have to work it up. This is how it is. It multiplies. My government increases. You bring it where you go. You get in touch with what I've put in you, and you just bring that peace with you. You get in touch with this is how I make the most of my life, is that my life is designed to bring increase with me. So I just show up with what I have. I show up. I love the picture of the lunch with the fish and the loaves and the little boy who had, it wasn't enough to feed the crowd. It was not enough. But he showed up with what he had, and God multiplied it. And so this is the message, you guys. God multiplies what you show up with. What do you want to multiply through your life. I was ticked off at Kevin last night and on our way to bowling league. And then I stopped myself and I'm like, Molly, God will multiply what you show up with right now. Can you show up with a little bit of grace? Can you show up with a little bit of kindness? And God will, and he does guys, he does. He multiplies what we show up with. Can you show up with some encouragement? Can you show up with some hope at your workplace? Can you show up with a little bit with some generosity And then this is the first thing, who around me, who around me is in a low place? Who around you right now is in a hard place, a hard season? I put a couple ideas up there. Who around you um, is poor? And this can mean financially or, you know, poor in spirit or, or poor in support. But guys, I think about the poor. This has actually really gripped my heart lately. They also are designed to be multipliers. Why aren't they? 
Why aren't they? Do they need someone to come alongside them and to help lift them up so that they're not trapped in that cycle, in that place? Do they need someone to come alongside and restore the image of God in them, right? Maybe, again, it's just someone that seems vulnerable or weak right now or, or going through something or someone in your family. I want you to think about who. And then I want you to say right here, I'm going to multiply right there because that person's designed to be a multiplier. They're also designed to carry the image of God. So who in your life right now can you show up with some abundance that God has given you, the blessing that God has given you, and multiply right there? I want you to think about this. How do I get this into my life? Is it someone at work? Is it someone in my neighborhood? Is there an elderly um, you know, neighbor? Who can I show up? Can I carry joy? Can I, share, can I carry peace? Can I carry, uh, uh, you know, what, what do I want God to serve up at the lunch of my life? What do I want him to multiply? And then I want us just to go ahead, guys. I want us to go ahead and just start taking these steps towards, no, this is the life that I'm aiming for. I'm going to make the most of this life right here. And I can, I can tell you this, that I know that there is a real pressure from the world. I know there is a real pressure sometimes from work, from uh, from Again, what the world will put on us, like be someone, make something of yourself. There is a real pressure that comes on us, that whole keep up with the rat race, right? And we can, we can move towards this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer to this thing, or I'm going to answer actually to the mandate that God put on us as, as his creation, as his, you know, the life that he designed for us. We get to decide which, which one, which one. And I know for me, sometimes I can feel the pressure of like, you know, do more, get better, be something. And I know that thing will never be satisfied. We can't ever catch it. We start chasing that thing, we'll never catch it. But then there's this bit of coming under, God, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to show up with what I have, confident that you're going to multiply it through me. I want us to make the most of our lives, guys, of this life, of the life that God set out in front of us. So can we just stand up and spend a little time? We're just going to spend a minute or two in prayer here. Okay, yeah. So the first thing that I really felt like God wanted to do was just release. Um, there's a, a mindset that... Um, where life becomes overwhelming, um, work becomes overwhelming, pressure, the pressure of what we think life needs, should be, needs to be is overwhelming. And I really felt really clearly and strongly that God wanted to kind of take that pressure off today and relieve that of just the simplicity of the identity that God gave. Take what I gave and go bring increase. And so I just want to start there. And then Kevin is going to jump in and, um, and join me in prayer, but why don't we just, sometimes we just can kind of put our hands out as just a sign of like open lives before the Lord and like a willingness. You don't have to, but sometimes that helps me. And so God, we, we come with a willingness. I feel like you want to reorient us again this morning, reorient us. But what you ask of us, what this life is really for, what this life is really about that you're a giver of good things. You're a, the way you gave life was good. It was good. It was for our good. And we're sorry for what we've made it, God. We're sorry that we've picked up what the world has said life needs to be and should be. Or our boss or a parent. 
just that expectation, that false expectation. And right now, God, would you just come like you do with peace? And I just see God restoring just like the burdens coming off and there's just this ease of like, oh yeah, this is what my life is about. Just to go take what you gave me, the fish and the loaves, show up at the lunch and multiply through my life. Multiply through our lives, God. Multiply courage. Multiply hope. Multiply an impossible future for people where they've been dead, there's been dead ends and multiply God, multiply hope right now. Multiply strength. Multiply freedom and healing through us, God. 